Welcome to the Grow Gelt Podcast, where we talk about ups and downs, ins and outs of fundraising for nonprofits. Our host is Elazar Green, CFRE, who specializes in communication, strategy, and donor relations. He's helped over 100 nonprofits raise millions of dollars. Every episode is designed to be 10 minutes or less, giving you just enough time to get the answers you need while juggling your busy schedule. Let's get started. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Dan, for volunteering to make that intro. Dan calls himself a full-time listener, which is a little bit weird because I don't think we've done more than eight or nine episodes. But in any event, thank you, Dan, for listening. Thank you for making the intro. And if I'm going to be perfectly candid, it's a little bit, every car must go, go, go for me. But let's try it out and see how it goes. What do you, what do you guys think? Do you think it's a appropriate intro for this kind of podcast or something a little bit less uh, exciting? And speaking of letting me know stuff, there's a new feature on this podcast where you can actually send a question to me directly. If you have, if you have a question that you would like me to answer or to address on a, on on the show in a, in a future episode it could either be a follow-up question to something we've said here or it could be a brand new question just if you look on on the screen you, you'll see a link there to send a voice message um, so you can reply directly it makes it easier for you and for us to have this conversation in any event today's question is how do we know which consultant to listen to there are many, many consultants out there. There's a ton of material, free material, paid material, so much stuff. There's so many books to read and listen to, and which it could be mind-boggling, be very, very overwhelming. Which consultant should we listen to? And I think I want to thank the questioner for asking this in such a polite way, because really, I think the question is, how do we know that we should listen to you, Eliza Green? <laughs> you come on, we're listening to you, and you have the, you're saying all this stuff. But who says what, what you're saying is right and true? And, you know, I, 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 I get it. I get the question and I respect the question. Just let me tell you how I view it and you can uh, let me know what you think. So the way I view it is there are many consultants that I listen to and I read and I, and I ask, solicit advice from. I mean, we're talking about uh, people like Mark Pittman, Tom Ahern, Jeff Brooks, Stephen Screen, John Hayden, Amy Eisenstein, John Garrity. Alan Rosenspan, Michael Rosen, so many other people as well. Um, so how, how, how do I know which ones to listen to? So what I do is I usually try to build a consensus. I ask two or three of them if I have a question, what their approach would be. And if they're in agreement, for the most part, I follow their advice. If they're not in agreement, then I kind of feel which approach would work best for my situation and for the clients that I'm advising. Um, so I adapt it. I adapt what they say to to my situation. And Mark Pittman has a saying. I've heard him say it several times. I'm not sure if it's his, but he likes to say, "Eat the chicken and spit out the bones." What that means is take take the part that's relevant to you. Take the part that you think is worthy and worthwhile and valuable, and just take that part. Don't throw the whole chicken out just because there's a bone in it. Take the part that's relevant. You'll find tremendous growth in in doing so um and i think i think that's that should be our approach listen but but make sure that you understand and you agree that this approach is good for you 
and for the donor in question and for your nonprofit. I will now having said all that, I will tell you that the flip side to that is it's not a flip side really. It's you ha- it's really the next step. What that means is what, what I'm trying to say is that many times we think something is true because we view it through our own prism. In other words, we say our donors would never give because of to that or in that way because we don't actually articulate this, but what we really mean is because we ourselves wouldn't respond that way. I would never give to that, so my donors won't either. And that is something which you really, really, really need to stay away from. You need to have an open mind and kind of make yourself completely transparent. Your nonprofit is not about you, and support for your nonprofit is not coming from you. It's coming from your donors. So you have to see how your donors behave, not how you behave. And that's a very, very important uh, point to it really needs to be implemented and integrated properly. I'll give you an example. Um, an, an example is appeal letters. Many people, and the reason why I'm using appeal letters is because I, I've seen this myself on, on more than one okay, many, many times, where I write a letter or I tweak a letter for a nonprofit, and the nonprofit comes back and says, you know what? I don't know. This is not really me. That's not how my donors wouldn't respond. That's not my voice, blah, blah, blah. It's too repetitive. The language is too simple. My donors appreciate a higher caliber um, conversation and on and on and on. And what they're really saying is, I don't see how I would give to that letter. That's what they're really saying. My answer to that is, look, this is what we've seen in the industry. The data shows that more donors respond better with more money to this kind of style. You are welcome to do what you think is works for your organization. The only thing is, if I were in your shoes, I would advise you to test it first. Knowing that this is what works in general in the world out there for most nonprofits or for many, many nonprofits, see if your donors respond in the same way. It's, it's a science and you always have to test, test, test in order to understand how your donors will behave. You can't just say, I would never give it any, I would never respond to this letter, so therefore my donors won't either. So my point is, even if something sounds counterintuitive, make sure that it's not about what you think what would work, or how you would respond, but make sure it's you're, you're saying this from a place of, of knowledge, of expertise, of data. It should be data-driven. And one final thought in data-driven, sometimes nonprofit executives like to take shortcuts. Instead of sending out a a letter or something new, which you're not sure, they run it by a donor. And they say, would you respond to this? And the mistake in doing that is when you ask a donor to look at something, to analyze something, they turn on their analytical part of the brain, not their emotive part of the brain. And so they're, they're looking for excuses or for reasons not to give instead of, how I'm going to be moved from this letter. So when testing, we don't ask donors how they would give, but we actually measure what they actually give. When people give, it's usually coming from the emotive part of the brain. That's what inspires gifts. People people love, so the emotion of love, they like to do good and to bring joy and, and impact to other people in the world. So it comes to the emotive part of the brain, and often the analytical part of the brain gets it wrong as to what the emotive part of the brain will respond. So the bottom line is you need to be your own CEO. Hear the consultants out, build a consensus, do what you think is right for your nonprofit, but at the same time, don't forget that if something feels counterintuitive, have an open mind and make sure to test, 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 so you make a decision from a place of data 
from a place of expertise and knowledge and not what you believe that donors will behave like you think you behave. One final thought on all this is once you find that something works, keep doing it until it doesn't work. You don't have to, you don't have to keep doing brand new things. You can always try to improve, but once you find something that works, keep doing it until it doesn't work. My name is Eliza Green. Thanks for tuning in. And now we're going to hear from Dan again. Come on in, Dan. Thanks for listening to the Grow Gelt Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you think a friend may enjoy it, please feel free to pass it on. To have your question featured on the show or to send us some feedback as to how we're doing, please send an email to egreen at growgelt.com.